0: Michael Reed Reed on LMFM. A survey of close on 4,000 children by CyberSafe Kids has uh, found uh, that these children aged between 8 and 12 years, generally speaking, own a smart device. At least 93% of them have a smart device with access to the internet. I suppose the question is what are they doing on their phone or their tablet as the case may be. Alex Cooney is uh, the Chief Executive Officer of CyberSafe safe kids. And a very good morning to you, Alex, and thanks indeed for joining us on the programme. I take it there's no great surprise uh, in that statistic, or is there?
1: No, the 93% is actually a fairly consistent figure, so we look at this every academic year and we're finding that the vast majority of children in this age bracket own their own smart device. So the younger group, so the eight to ten-year-olds, would be more uh, into the tablets and games consoles or maybe more allowed to have those devices. And then as they get a little older, to the kind of 11, 12 age, their smartphone becomes more popular.
0: Okay, so what is it that they are doing uh, on their phones or tablets?
1: So, I mean, I think it's important to, to put the positives uh, aside to this as well. You know, the children are really uh, into the, the, the activities that they can do online. They love to game. They love to watch videos. They love to chat to their friends. I think we saw during COVID-19 that, that these things became increasingly important as their normal uh, social uh, uh, avenues were more limited. Their opportunities to, to go out and kick a ball around with friends were very limited. Yeah. So, you know, the online world became increasingly important. The same children. as the rest. What than was I suppose. <laughs> Uh,
0: I say the same as the rest of us, I suppose. That's right, we mm, were mm, all spending yeah, more time mm, online. Yeah, yeah, so
1: there are yeah, many yeah. positives, but I think what we also want to highlight uh, are the, that there are risks, and mm. we need to be aware of them. And the children that we survey for this report are all eight to 12 years old, so they're still quite young. Mm. They do need that parental support and guidance uh, that, you know, it's, it's, we don't want to be just, it's, it's like giving them a, an adult-sized bike and, and sort of saying, oh, right, off you go, good luck. You know, without any preparation, without the conversations, without the, the supports, the helmets, the Training wheels, mm. you know that they, they, they need that guidance if they're going to be online.
0: Okay, YouTube, TikTok, WhatsApp, and Snapchat, uh, they're the most popular apps uh, and in that order, I think.
1: that's right. yeah, so mm. YouTube is is incredibly popular with this age group followed by TikTok, so almost half the children that we surveyed were were signed up to TikTok. Although interestingly, if children post videos of themselves online, we found that TikTok was by far the most popular platform to do so. So about a third of the children told us that they do post videos of themselves online, and 80% of those children were posting on TikTok.
0: Mm. It's hard to know what they are actually doing. Uh, You know what apps they're using. Uh, But I mean, if you take YouTube, for example, I hear people sometimes saying, why is Top of the Pops not on the telly? Uh, Well, it's YouTube. That's where the kids are watching their music videos. Uh, And that's a a normal cultural uh, thing for young people to do to be interested in music and if YouTube is the platform that's where they're going to watch it and that's why it's so popular to some degree but you can watch anything on YouTube of course like hanging a curtain or whatever the case may be
1: yeah yeah well, opening a uh, Kinder Egg was uh, a hugely popular really uh, pastime <laughs> yeah for kids to, yeah. To, to watch or making Lego models okay. you know, there's loads of things I, I'm, I'm a parent I, myself I, you yeah. know my kids enjoy watching YouTube videos but I think it, it, we, it, it has moved on times have you know hmm. When it was the days of Top of the Pops, you'd have to wait till that Thursday evening mm. at seven o'clock, you know, each week, and be ready to tune in. Now it's very much instant gratification. You want to watch a music video, you know, you just click a couple of buttons, and that's absolutely fine, and and, and, and in many cases, you know, no problem at all. But yeah. I think we do need to be careful because there's also a lot of uh, inappropriate content that's uh, it. on you, a lot of these platforms. You can't too.
0: assume that they're opening Kinder eggs or, or watching uh, whatever the latest hit is, or, or whatever the case may be, and uh, there is reason for caution because if you're not watching what they're doing that means there's a lot that they can do that you'd prefer that they weren't doing and uh, one of the things that you found that is of concern I think is the amount of these children aged 8 to 12 uh, who've been engaging with strangers online
1: Right. So we found that children uh, are gaming with people that they don't know. So about 36% of children that we surveyed were sa- said that they played with people they didn't know. And it's, it's it's actually a really challenging message to get across to children that they should never play with people they don't know in the context of an online game because you know these are multiplayer environments. Mm. You know, the, it, it's it's the design of the of the game often is to, is to interact with others. Uh, but you know what we want is that, ch- that the children are are limiting who they play with to to people they know in the Offline world, hmm. um, and and it, what and if but if we, they are going to be playing with people they don't know, and and we have to recognise clearly that ch- some children will be, you know, it's really important then to get the message across then not to share anything personal with them. No, no don't give their name, their age, their address, no personal details. Simply keep that conversation to that game and about that game.
0: Mm, yeah, and. Talking to strangers on the internet sounds terribly dangerous and may not be as dangerous as it sounds because they could actually be talking to other children who are making the same mistake that they're making which is playing with strangers.
1: Absolutely, of course. You know, that, that's not to say that every single mm. interaction with someone you don't know is, is sinister, but I think we have to leave open the possibility that if we don't know who they are, they could be anybody. And we know that uh, pre- online predators do use popular social media platforms, gaming platforms, in order to access children. If they know that their children are there in large numbers, then you know, it, it, they, they will uh, be looking to meet children through those chat channels. So mm. yes, it, it, of course, it's important to say that not every, uh, stranger is is somebody that we need to be afraid of but mm. there there are some and therefore it's important to be guarded about what we share online and with whom
0: and it's getting that balance isn't it alex that the internet is a good thing on one hand and can be a very good thing at that uh, and at the same time it can be dangerous or very dangerous uh, as we know uh, but uh, they're uh, rare instances Uh, so it's getting that balance and making sure that your child doesn't end up in that situation but how do you do that Do you prohibit them from certain activity because that could prove to be very difficult
1: I think what we need is, is parental support and guidance. We need education in schools. We need the tech platform, uh, the tech companies who are producing these uh, or providing these online services, to ensure that there are appropriate safeguards on their platforms if they know that children are users uh, of their of their services. So I think we need to be doing a number of things to support children. But certainly, you know, going back to the the, the point that I made earlier about the you know giving a child an adult-sized bike, we don't as a parent we don't think about uh, what. we need to do to prepare a child to ride a bike. It's it's sort of innate in us that we know we need to prepare them. You know, we'll put the training wheels on, we'll take them to a safe place like a park, we'll we'll use the helmets, you know, eventually we might move them out onto a quiet road with us, you know, and it's all a preparatory process to ensure that at at a certain point that they will be ready to go out on that bike on their own. And we have to hope that we've prepared them well enough and that they will make good choices as they are um, cycling around. You know, there are still risks when you ride a Bike, but there are many opportunities as well, and it's about mitigating against those risks. And we need to be doing the same as parents for our children in the online world.
0: Okay, well, it's food for thought as always, uh, and uh, I'm sure one of these days uh, we'll get our head around it completely and uh, feel confident uh, about our children using the internet. Alex, thank you indeed uh, for joining us on the program this morning. Alex Cooney is uh, the chief executive officer of Cyber Safe Kids. Michael, Michael Reed on LMFM. On LMFM. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day
1: returns. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you.